Good morning, everyone. It is the 26th of September. My name is Louise Summers and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne. It was another tough week for financial markets, largely driven by rising bond yields, which we will come on to later. As so often in recent months, the central banks held centre stage. And of course, the US Federal Reserve stole the show. And yet the Fed delivered largely what was expected. Alex. Morning, Louise. That's right. As expected, the Fed raised interest rates by a further 75 basis points, or 0.75%, take the overall levels to 3 to 3.25%. This was widely discounted, we believe, with few realistically expecting a shock 100 basis points move. So what spooked the markets? As ever, the Fed's company was widely analysed. This time, Chair Powell stated that Fed policy would be more restrictive or restrictive for longer. Marks suspect a new paradigm of HFL or higher, faster, longer may be starting, stating that they would keep hiking well above the current levels as it continues to fight inflation near the highest level since the 1980s. Projections from the meeting indicate the Fed expects to raise rates by 125 basis points in the remaining two meetings this year. Indeed, off the back, stocks seesawed following the commentary as traders digest a more hawk or restrictive central bank than had been projected beforehand. This is fairly aggressive rhetoric from the Fed. What could cause them to soften this stance? According to Powell, three things are needed to slow the pace of rate hikes. Below trend growth, a softer labour market and clear evidence of inflation below 2%. Looking through this in turn, it doesn't currently look like there's much chance of any of these in the short term. However, given the dynamics around inflation and the swiftness that we've seen in rate rises so far, this could change very quickly. Potentially more entrenched for the time being could be the strength of that labour market, partially creating that self-fulfilling circle of high demand and higher wages. And you mentioned growth there. Is the US economy now headed for recession? Chairman Powell alluded to the chances of soft landing diminishing, and it looks likely that given all the previous discussions around the US, they could end a recession in 2023, and they'll be increasingly likely if the Fed is forced to continue tightening and putting pressure on consumers. But the bond market's fixation is very clearly on the pace of interest rate rises. Indeed, the yield on the two-year Treasury note hit a new 15-year high as markets assess the Federal Reserve's latest rate hike and what it means for the economy going forward. That two-year Treasury is the policy-sensitive rate. It's hit a 15-year year record above 4.26 late last week, around the same time as the 10-year hit an 11-year high above 3.8%. And the US dollar has been relentlessly rising. Is this all about interest rates, Alex? To a large degree, yes, or more precisely, interest rate differentials. So that's the US between other markets. US base rates over 3% with aggressive moves still planned in versus expectations and current levels, for instance, versus the European Central Bank. Additionally, the Bank of Japan, by contrast, has predicted rates will be largely unchanged. They continue their ultra-loose policy for two or even three years. The differential in the US is arguably a stronger economy, which in turn is fueling that more aggressive rate rise policy. The labour market has been continually strong, especially versus of the European market, with some evidence where structural wage rises adding to that confidence the Fed has to continue its rate rising programme. And is this why the Bank of Japan was forced to intervene in the currency markets this week? Yeah, so the BOJ sold dollars for the first time since 1998, after the yen hit a 24-year low versus the dollar, having fallen almost 25% versus the dollar on a year-to-date basis. The BOJ again kept its policy rate unchanged and remained ultra-loose in its approach, as we said, in very much contrast to the Fed. And the Bank of England, however, did raise rates. 
It did, as expected, BOG added 50 basis points or 0.5% only, and not the 75 basis points which some participants had feared. Forecasting inflation to peak at October at 11%, the pace of rises has slowed in the face of diminishing prospects for the UK economy, reflected in lower consumer confidence, the worst since 1974. However, this approach may have to be changed again, given the UK's announced mini-budget, which looks to add hundreds of billions to the UK balance sheet over the next five years, as the government looks to cut taxes and cap energy in a bid to turbocharge growth. Yes, that doesn't seem to have been well received by the markets. And last week we had PMI numbers from Europe. Any insight from that? Indeed, we saw the European Purchasing Managers Index announced for the European continent. That's a survey of business owners and it aims to forecast the mood going forward in the grassroots economy. Although the overall manufacturing and services numbers for Europe were roughly in line with their forecast, there were three big key takeaways for me. Firstly, the numbers were significantly lower than last month, showing a worsening of business owner expectations. Secondly, this took the conference number deeper into contraction territory. Remember, anything below 50 points is points to a worsening outlook. We saw 48.5 and 48.9 respectively. And three, there are some worrying signs in individual country PMIs. French manufacturing and German services were meaningfully below their previous numbers and even then greatly reduced versus their forecasted numbers. All this points towards a much poorer outlook in the European market. The week ahead looks fairly quiet as far as data points are concerned. That's right, somewhat. We have some second prints of GDP, but most look unchanged from their initial weaker numbers that were printed. Probably most important this week from a data perspective is the PMI prints from China, which the market forecasts to be relatively stable. But given the ongoing problems with supply chain shortages and lockdowns, those figures are somewhat at risk. Additionally, we've got preliminary inflation figures from the Eurozone, which is expected to increase from 9.1 to 9.6 this month. A slightly disturbing move, given the previous month had potentially looked like we were going to plateau and there was some potential for a peak. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Louise.